welcome. 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 Welcome to Unsinkable. Welcome to Unsinkable. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Previously on Unsinkable. But that I don't know, that part made me like, okay, like who who knows? Um maybe he's uh Marilyn Manson being with two people who um who who are Christian, who are believers in Christ. Um it shows that he's being around influences that are pointing him more towards Jesus and less towards um the enemy. Hey, it's Steven. Happy holidays and welcome back to Unsinkable. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Nina. Hey, it's Isabella. Hey, I'm Gigi. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Nafisa. And today, we are talking about New Year, New Shift. Auntie Nina, you want to let us know what that means? Yeah. So, hey, y'all. So, um, first of all, happy holidays, season greetings. I hope you guys have been having a wonderful time with your family. Um, we say it's the most wonderful time of the year because, you know, we represent Christ over here. But also just to spend time with our families and all of those things. And I know this has been a heck of a year. We thought that um, going into the pandemic would have been tough when actually even post-pandemic, is still an adjustment. And so now that we are at the end of this year, and even though we just started a podcast, but it's very essential to um, go into the new year. And I know many people go new year, new me, but I'm saying new year, new shift, because God is saying, and has been speaking to me that he is shifting some things. And I know that we all have been going through transition and we feel like we're in a shift. Um, I'm pretty sure. And I don't know the rest of y'all can let me know. We're not in the same place we was when we started this year. Um, concerning our faith, maybe some jobs, maybe where we're going to be even next year. Um, Let's say school, let's say city, state, um, you know, your faith. Where are we um, going in this new year, in this new shift? What's the gear that we're shifting into? What's the place that we're now shifting into um, as believers and just in our everyday life? And um, some things that you're going to take into next year to apply it during your shift and your transition where y'all going what's going on with y'all i'm going everywhere no um where i'm going wherever jesus take me because child it'd be all over the place um if you ever listen to my podcast you know it's all over the place shameless plug the call find me steven um but where do I feel like he's taking me? Just newer places, bigger places, um, possibly bigger places for sure. Bigger to me and him, it'd be two different things because his time ain't my time. So he'd be like, you know, this is bigger. And it'd be like, this this is lower. What you talking about? But um, I just feel like for me, it's it's more of, gonna be a lot more travel I feel um a lot more time management like I feel like the places he's taking me is more like not tangible places you know like it is some tangible places but more so disciplines um spiritual growths things like that I feel um and I'm excited for it I'm excited for it 2022 Seems like it has a lot in store, so we gon' we gonna see. We're gonna see. Dragetta, what about you? So I'm gonna be going to college. Um, that's gonna be an experience for sure. Um, the the place that I believe God wants me to go to is having some issues right now. So um I'm definitely looking forward, definitely looking forward to how he's gonna change that situation around. But yeah, I'll be going to college, you know, being on my own and stuff. And I think some things that I'll take with me, I know some things that I'll take with me into that is just continuing to obey Christ and what he has in his word. Because peer peer pressure can be a lot. And I know that in college, it's going to be a different feel. You know, I'm going to be on my own more. 
I my my mom won't hold me accountable as much as she does now. You know, because I'm in her presence, in her vicinity, uh, most of the time. So she can't say, you know, let me see your grades, how are your grades doing, and all that stuff. And I would have to um, I would have to take all that stuff to God and be accountable in front of Him alone and just have lots of integrity about what I'm doing, which I don't believe is going to be a problem. I just know it's definitely going to be a change in how I carry things out. And the mindset that I have now, I just got to take with me and continue to um, do the things that I was taught to do, you know, being raised in Christ. So, yeah. I have a question though, Gigi. So when you go, are you taking the community with you? Because it just so happened in your transition, you was able to have community. I know you said you don't have your mom to um, hold you accountable, like as close, because college is a lot more freedom. And when you said that, you said her presence, it reminded me of Philippians when Paul was like, even um, do as you know, you would do in my presence. I'm not speaking verbatim the scripture, but I'm sure y'all know what I'm talking about. Check it out in Philippians. Um, and you know, you have community that helps hold you accountable. Do you feel nervous about it? Do you feel like, um, um, you can, you have you change when you know is when it's time to lean on community, even though, you know, you're going to go and probably build community on campus when you go away and things like that. But, um, like when I say, are you taking a community with you? I mean, like mean that, like the whole essence of it. How do you feel with that? Um, I think that I'm going to take the community, I mean, take community with me. Like, um, are you talking about like, she said, don't sink? Or are you talking about my, like, just who I'm around in general? Both. Oh, yeah, both. Yeah. Because, well, no, 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 not both. <laughs> Probably just ships that don't sink. I think. Well, I believe that the community that I'm in now, I'll probably, I'm sure I'll take a lot of the core values and, and things that I've learned from the community that I'm in now there. Um, but mostly I'll just be keeping in contact with my family members, the friends, a couple of friends that I have now, not like um, a lot, because, you know, after you get older, things change. And I know that my friends are on the same path as I am currently in terms of um, their spiritual lives. So I know that for the most part, we won't be in touch until maybe they need help or prayer or something like that. Uh, Cause it, I've been through it before with most of them. So um, I definitely know that I'll be taking um, ships that don't sink community, that community with me, got the Lord's will, if, if he wills. But in terms of like um, um, a lot of the friends that I have now, probably not. Probably keep in contact with my teachers, you know, stuff like that. And I definitely plan to come back to my community after, you know, God blesses me with the success that I request of him and pour back into my community and the people that helped raise me, but not like everybody. No, because everybody can't come with you on. Okay, so we shift in and friends, what we're not taking. So that's a, the whole situation seems like a, a shift. And so I want to continue to just, um, you know, we did 21 days of prayer season two out of the book of the Philippians. And, um, you know, when Paul tells us to meditate on these things and it says, um, finally, bedroom, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Verse nine says, the thing which you learned and received, heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And I'm sure even as you feel like your mom is not going to be there to hold you more accountable, the things that you have, um, it was another scripture too, but the things that you have saw and that you know, you know, you Paul tells um, the church of Philippi to do the same as if he was there, you know, act in accordance, in accordance, in the same manner. And at least, you know, you can't take everybody with you, like some things you're going to outgrow. So that's a shift. And um, I'm happy that you realize that now, because it's like you, God is already preparing you. You've been prepared and you get ahead. Um, I got another question, not to put you on the hot seat, Ms. Drogetta, um, but you said, you know, some people that's not, like, you're only going to talk to when they need some prayer. 
So question, and anybody can answer this um, after Georgetta, because <clears throat> it's something I'm working on too as well and have been trying to work on, like engaging those people who only ask for prayer outside of those interactions. Like, you know, just checking in, like, hey, how you doing? Like, hope your day going well. Hope you're having a blessed day. Like, still let them know you're praying for them even when they're not asking for prayer. Or, you know, like, just dropping them little nuggets and things. So are you doing that? Or do you plan to do that? Like, what, what do you see about that? Yeah, I plan to do it for sure. Like, I know now the um friends that I, well, that already graduated, like the ones that God had me reach out to or say certain things to, um, evangelizing to them they started their own relationships with christ before they left um our high school and so like god told me call them check on them like facetime them and so we'll talk like maybe every month um every three weeks probably but it's only certain people that he has me do that to not all my friends that graduated you know like i know some of my friends believe in new age spirituality stuff you know and i still discuss things with them you know we're mature enough to have um conversations where we just agree to disagree on certain things but i do plan on praying for them and checking on them when god tells me to i just know that because of my personality i have had so many friends and i cannot call each and every one of them just to talk to them all the time so it's going to be a choice as to who I pick up at certain times. It just depends. You know, if God says pick up the phone, then I pick up the phone. If he say call them, then I'll call them. You know, sometimes he just puts it on my heart to call them. I'll definitely, you know, be praying for them. Um, so yeah, I, I plan to do that. It's not like a, you know, just cause you're not a, a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm never going to talk to you ever again. It's not like that, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, I have to be, I have to choose who I'm going to give my time to and when that time is because everybody can't can't fit. And because they know I'm a believer in Jesus Christ and they've seen, you know, his work in my life, they know that prayer works. And that's why they'll ask me, like one of my my classmates called me, I'm going to start calling you Jesus. I'm like what? No, oh, but it just be like stuff like that. So I know that when they need something, they, they already do it now. But, you know, yeah, so. Okay. okay. Anybody else want to answer that question, or are we gonna move on to the next person? We're gonna move on to the next person, Miss Nafi. So, what what you got going on for next year? How you feeling about next year? Um, honestly, because right now God is just getting me in training, and I feel like next year, like in the beginning, I'm still gonna be in there. But I don't know what's going to happen after that. Like, he didn't really talk. He didn't talk to me about that. So, for for ops is like, I guess we're going to see. But I know you training for for Like, just when a job train you, it's so then you can do your own thing when it's time, right? So, I don't know. We're going to see. Okay. For myself, like kind of what, um, kind of what you said, like a, a spiritual shift, um, what everyone said also, um, I'm starting to go into places more spiritually aware, like I'm going into to places, I guess, with friends or or work people or just anywhere, looking at it more as a spiritual, um, like going into it knowing that there's a spiritual war going on so that even if everyone's like smiling or everyone's um i don't know distracted or paying attention to something like i'm going in with the mindset that there's something unseen that we're i guess working on um i don't know exactly what god has for me for the next year but I think the fact that he's helping me to see things spiritually instead of just what's physically seen is going to help me a lot in that. Um, and also being part of the community, but I don't know. I think I just like what you said, like bigger and, and better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bigger and better. 
And last but definitely not least, Miss Antonina, where are you going in 2022? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> we know you don't know nothing. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm praying um, that I'm going to all the promises that God has prepped me for in this year. What's interesting and what I like about this episode, New Year, New Shift, is I believe that my new year starts on my birthday because everybody's birthday is not New Year's, but I get it. The whole world's like, happy new year, you know. Um, but I always say that, and, and I've been, well, now I haven't always said, but I always said that my new year starts on my birthday, which um, shout out to me and Steph, and our birthday was a couple weeks ago. Happy birthday, bro. Okay. Um, we were just out here. And what God told me last year, we wasn't really out here, y'all. Um, don't pause. Okay. We were just, you know. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so, um, last year, what God was telling me is he was already prepping me and giving me the word for what this year was going to look like in 2020. He was giving me what 2021 was going to be like for me. And it didn't make sense at the time, but of course, y'all know, I sit with God and get monthly words and I ask him what he wants me to do. And he told me before that the first quarter of 2021, I was going to go into consecration and I did. And what was funny is that our argument pushed me into consecration because the holidays was rough last year. It was just exhausting because my mom wanted to do like a big Christmas, a big everything. And he told me it was going to be a refinement process of removing impurities, which he did, which helped prep me for where we are now with um, ships that don't sink as a community with me um, operating in the gift of prophetic with me um, being able to teach and understand the word better. He also said that it was he just said it was going to be cleansing, clarification, processing. Um, he said it was going to be a, the, the theme for this year was perseverance, which I've seen a lot of. And I was just amazed at what God was able to produce out of my obedience and listening to that. And he started giving me that word in uh, November. And then he came to December and he told me um, around my birthday, he said um, there will be preparation. He said crushing, sifting. And he said um, he started taking me to books to read. And he told me that this year will bring elevation, revealing new size, faith, grace, and all these things. And then he said, you will fly on the wings of eagles. And do you know, um, I literally fly on the wings and the eagle is God. He's the eagle. And I literally, every time I um, take a flight this year, oh, he also told me when I, I will fly, I've been traveling more since I came out of consecration in July. And I've literally been on the wings of plane. I either been right directly on the wing right behind the wing or right in front, like right, those are always been my seat assignments. And I see that spiritually of what he's saying. So um, in this new year, I see God um, <laughs> grooming me to uh, go further than this of where I am now. Um, from how he grew me since January until now has been phenomenal. And I believe there's more growth. Um, I believe that he's going to not just shift me, but he's going to uh, shift the generation that's attached to me and shift the community or anyone that's attached to me. So I, I see more teaching. Um, I'm still waiting. I've, I've been um, not still waiting. I've been waiting and, you know, listening um, for God, for the word. Um, I see, I believe I'm going to be shifting into my husband. I ain't playing. I'm speaking those things into existence because God had to teach me uh, some things in my single season and for me. Um, to be healed. And I just see that all that God has been spoken to me about is going to come into manifestation. Um, and I'm shifting into new size faith. Some things that I'm taking with me is um, definitely this community um, and just the grooming that God gave me. I'm taking with me that to not dismiss the mundane things um, of where we serve. And I'm taking serving to another level and just, um, you know, being a sower of all things. Um, and and so I see me stepping out and touching. Um, God's been talking to me about going to four corners of the earth. I believe I'm going to see countries I've never been in. Um, and it won't really be by happenstance, but it will seem like that, but it won't be. Um, and I see myself getting to come to you guys' cities and seeing y'all a bit more. Um, like, you know, visiting y'all, like actually coming in to step foot. I see um, our community growing um, 
you know, because God said those who are faithful over a few things, um, you know, he'll make him rule over um, and he'll, you know, rule over much. And one thing God's been telling me is that um, too much is given, much is expected. So I believe more is going to be given and more is going to be expected from God. So um, I see me just really operating more in um, the spirit now. You know, um, even my faith has grown is different. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to be in Texas or whatever. um, But I don't even know if I'm going to be in the apartment that I'm in. I feel like that's even going to shift, you know. So I do feel like it's going to be things that I have not seen or ears have heard. And that's where I feel like, you know, in the new year and um Last year, <laughs> I, 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 I see us reaping harvest, y'all. Harvest as, as far as us ministering to people in the territories that God has given us, but also I see harvest in reaping abundantly of an overflow. And I just pray that we, are, we have our hearts open to receive it and our hands open to receive it. And when I say our hearts, so we know what to do with it, so we can do the full will of God with it. But um, it's going to be a jubilee. I see joy. I see more celebration, even if despite what... Um, it looks like in the cardinal, I know that we are going to be okay. Um, and yeah, so I just see, uh, us, uh, me just finding God, just finding new ways for us to minister this gospel and being bolder. I, I, I don't think I'm as bold as I really could be. Um, despite what anybody might think, I think I kind of shy away from some stuff when I can step a little bit more into that. Um, so I see God using me to, uh, a different capacity, um, just new capacity. So just a whole shift and everything, you know, um, maybe I won't just be auntie Nina anymore. I'm just saying, you know, um, and, um, I also see new music. Um, I'm, 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 I cannot say I'm excited about that because since I dropped the mixtape, God has not allowed me to really touch music. Um, because we had to focus on building and I think we will won't see the greatest fruit of our labor yet, but we'll start to see, you know, but then again, come on, um, who, who preached it? I'm Todd, um, bamboo season. And at the end of last year, God was talking to me about threes and he, and, and I asked him and he said, will it come in your third year? And I gave my life to Christ in 2019 and 2022 will be my third year, August. And, but, um, since I've been steady, just walking, you get what I'm saying? Like overall. So we will see, I see, um, I don't know. I see blessings and I see, um, learning how to be more steadfast and planted. So that's, that, that's, that's all I have. That's all I can say. More grace though, abundant faith and grace more like still double portions. I see double portions for a lot of people. And that's just what I hear. And, but not to look with my cardinal eyes, meaning we can't focus on the dark things. So bigger, better, more, if I could say BBM. (laughs) No, but, um, it's crazy because y'all, well, that's ain't no talking. Like I was definitely paying attention, but I was just thinking like, y'all, we really have a podcast. Like, this started out from, like, just a group of, like, 15, 16 people on a morning call. And now we got a podcast talking about Jesus. And, like, you're talking about um, more creative ways to talk about the gospel and stuff like that, like, spread the gospel. Like, podcasts have become one of the most creative and one of my favorite, personal favorite ways that, like, people spread the gospel because... Of course, the gospel is telling people directly, like, Jesus Christ died for your sins. You was living in sin. Da, 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 da. But the gospel is also through our lives. Like, we get on here and talk about all types of stuff. We get on here and talk about what we done went through. We get on here and talk about, you know, like, we spread the gospel through our experiences. And um, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Because if you would have told me a year ago, like, I was going to be on a podcast with some community members talking about Jesus and telling them all of my business, I would have been like, you're crazy. Like, no, I wouldn't. But y'all, what's it called? What was I going to say? I would have to go look through my phone. I don't know exactly what day, but it's been a year since I actually decided to walk with Jesus seriously. 
Like, I was just thinking about that, too. But as a whole, the, this, this it, it kind of leads into my question, but I kind of rambled at the same time. But um, leading into the next year, what do you think are some shifts that will come for the body of Christ as a whole? Because, like, I've honestly seen a lot of people um, start making podcasts and things like that. Like, Mike, Michael Todd got a podcast, I believe. Um, like, and I'm just finding more and more podcasts of, like, actual believers. And it's so nice. Like, I love it. But um, what y'all think is coming for the believers in 2022? Like, the new ways of spreading the gospel and things of that nature. Like, what's coming for us? I think that we're going to wake up real good. Like, a real good, like, big slap in the face. Going to wake everybody up. Like, something. Ooh, I think, slap in the face. Yeah, but I <laughs> I think it's gonna be like a slap in the face. I think not not like an insult, maybe an insult, but I think it's gonna be something that happens that continues to wake everybody up. Because I know the wake up for me was just the pandemic. Like because I couldn't, I wasn't moving as much, and I had to stay at home. And my friends wouldn't return my calls, and the boys that I was talking to didn't care about me for real, and all that stuff. Like that was the personal wake up for me so that made me turn to Christ more but I think it's gonna be something for the whole body like maybe I don't know but I just think it's gonna be something that wakes everybody up like we're gonna be like okay we gotta get on our jobs for real because I know there are so many like believers in Christ that don't spread the gospel and I know another time I don't know if it was like on a 21 days of prayer call or red table talk yeah red table talk session but Auntie Nina said something about the older generation of people, they the older Christians, that they were probably tired. And so, like, I see it in my mom. She was a lot more um, more excited about Christ before. And now that she's been struggling with some things for a minute, it's like she's slowed down. Like, my whole church, well, I go to multiple churches, but they, they slowed down. Like, they aren't as excited about Christ as I saw them be when I was way little like way little so I think that it's going to be something that wakes everybody up or excites maybe excites everybody maybe kickstarts them again or revives them but I think it's going to be something that just helps us I don't know be better because we're not doing a good job of spreading the gospel all the time with all the technology that we have we have many opportunities to and we just don't. Right. That that's a fact. That's a fact. People be like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. Child. Just, just type something. But um, no, I agree. I agree. I also feel like um next year is gonna be the year like we actually start seeing like, even though we already been seeing it a little bit, like who is who? Like I was even said, like, who is who? We're gonna really start seeing like who the body of Christ. And who is, oh, what's it called? What's them things? A prosthetic <laughs> sitting on the shelf. Like, who who is really the body of Christ? And, yeah, who who really not? And who acting like it? So, yeah, that's good. Um, Napisa, what you see for the body of Christ next year? Napisa. She wasn't ready. Um, I'm gonna just go until sis is ready. Um, I see for the body of Christ, what I've been shown is a facelift. Um, and when I say this, it's uh for the bride, it's gonna be a more youth youthful appearance. And I'm not saying only this, I need y'all to catch this in the physical and in the spiritual. When I say um youthful in the physical, um <laughs> It's not going to be all good. Um, as y'all know, what I see and what I see God show me is there's going to be a lot more wickedness, but the wickedness is the shaking and the shaking is going to expose those who are wolves and sheep clothing in the church, who are doing things in wicked ways. It's going to expose religious spirits. Um, what's going to happen is that leaders that's been in leadership positions for a long time is going to fall. God is not done tearing them down and removing them. He is uh, eradicating them. He is uprooting them. And younger leaders is going to come up. Those with a more zeal animated um, spirit for Christ who actually are on fire for Christ. And I know it's sad because everybody, even as this year when I walked in, I was around most seasoned saints. Y'all are very right. They are tired. 
But that's because they didn't know that they needed this younger generation to light that fire back in them because they say, oh, I used to have that fire when I first started following Christ. But see that fire, when you go back to your days of the youth of when you first started with Christ, when you go back to that place, that's the fire Christ is saying, God is saying we need right now. And so the fact that sometimes the older generation don't want to mix with the newer generation because they think like, oh, they doing too much. Oh, it's this new technology. Oh, but oh, we actually need each other because what the enemy want is for the church to have division. We like the fires of the older saints and their seasoning is supposed to season our fire. I think it's something when we do like uh, those pit fires, it's like a salt that you could put in the fire to either put the fire out, but they also have salt crystals that you like to keep the bond thing going. My mom have one in the back. That's what they need to do when they see the fire and they keep adding and it makes it go. What they can add is their wisdom and they don't want to do that because they felt like it should have been done, but now they're tired. So when God said a youthful appearance, he's going to tear down those who was in a religious way and say, oh, it's only could be done this way. We can only stay in a, a, a church. We can only do this. When God said, stretch out your tent. Um, I also see in the spirit though, just um, more zeal, more animation, meaning uh, a facelift for the body in the spirit, meaning um, a lot of younger believers, um, it's funny that the older believers don't want to believe it, but in the last days, the Lord said he would pour out his spirit among the young men. They will prophesy and dream dreams a young woman and the servants and all. You read that scripture, but you're mad that we operate in our gifts, not to say our gifts is idols though. The fact that we first have the love for Christ because he had delivered us out of a place which the older saints have been praying for us. And now that they're seeing their prayers come to pass, they don't even recognize the blessing that's in their face. So in the spirit, though, I see us just growing in our stature and our spirit as believers, a facelift of we're operating more in the spirit. And that's where God wants us to go and out of the carton things. Um I also see that we are going to subdue the media. I see media um, subduing. I see um, God show me that we're subduing the government. And we're going to do that. Y'all need to check out our YouTube, um, Ships That Don't Sink, because we do a lot of teaching over there. Um, God is having me plan some things for the new year to do more teaching. Like I said, he's pulling me into a teaching. And they're going to say, you too young to be a teacher. And when I say you too young, they're going to say you too young, like in a, in a cardinal age. And then they're going to say you too young because you just been saved. But God said, no, I gave the increase. They grew bamboo season, literally <clears throat> what M Todd preached about, but also didn't we give that for October where you're going to crop up and pop up out of nowhere and they're going to be mad. And those are going to be the ones because now since they got tired, um, they don't know how to, they didn't know how to, uh, uh, travail in the church so they started hiring false prophets that can do the whoa and I'm a da -da, and like all these extra theatrics but really there was no zeal I also see that it's going to be a lift in the body of Christ in worship in true authentic worship there's going to be knocking down of altars of witchcraft idolatry and we're going to restore true worship I can see that we're going to come back and have tent service and this is just me prophesying what I see so God show me this is like literally what he's saying we're going back to like tent services and I never done a tent service, but I heard it was lit. Okay. So I'm just trying to get in a little something or whatever. But what I do know, I see a whole facelift and there's very few older seasoned saints that's going to accept the younger, the younger generation, because they are now looking at their blessing as a curse opposed to the ushering in of what God needs to usher in. And that's is what, what's going to stall them. So I see a lot more tearing down of leaders in the body of Christ and a whole um, facelift for the bride as a whole. And, um, more births, a lot more birthing, a lot more ministries being birthed. Like it's going to be a lot of birthing, babies leaping everywhere. It's exactly what I see um, for the body. All right. And Isabella, what you seeing? Yeah, I I see um I see members of the church going out into positions of the world, um, being in more places of influence um like lately i think god's been using connie i guess to minister to me how someone can be um like a major influencer leader in the fashion world in the music world um in the clothing world technology things like that um yet still spread the gospel and obviously for each person it's going to be different but i definitely see um more people becoming either celebrities or coming out with new technology or anything um, 
new and attaching the name of Jesus, leading with the name of Jesus and just introducing it in a new way to people so that they can understand better, um, so it can relate to them in a different way than how it's been in the past. I think it's definitely going to be something new um, because we know like if we, when we want to reach new souls, um, it's, it's not always going to be them seeking us out first coming to our churches. It's going to have to be us going into these spaces that can seem grimy or just lawless or anything like that. And just bringing the light into that darkness. So I see a lot more, um, people in the church going into, um, just these spaces and just being loud and bold and but making it making it fresh making it um just refreshing to everybody and that's exciting that's something i think kanye is doing um a lot of people yeah that we can always find faults but um i think we're gonna we're, there's gonna be a lot more of us in these public spaces and just influencing everyone a lot more so i'm excited for that um Influence, I say yes, but we. I want to be careful on that because everyone who say, um, I did this in your name, I did this in your name, it says is that I have not known you, you know. Um, so I do believe he's going to use people that is under un, unexpected. It is going to be fresh and it's going to be a hard pill to swallow to some people like boldness. Um, I think the Seven Mountain Prophecy is literally coming to pass, but it's going to be a more pour out instead of a trickle. Like I think before it's been a trickle, like a slow drip. But um, I'm going to also say that um, when I had the dream and I released this on um, 21 Days of Prayer Season 3, that God said on the mailbox, and he had perfumes and soap in the mailbox that I opened, in Matthew 23, 11, the greatest among you will serve you. So I don't even think that those who we think is going to be the greatest influence is not going to be them. It's going to be those who he think is the ordinary. It's really going to be the runts of the group. And that's what's going to be refreshing. Like Kanye and these big names, they're great, but they're going to serve the ones that God is really raising up. There'll be a connect to get us in, but it's it's not going to look like what we think is going to look like because um, mm, I don't know how to, I, well, I do know how to say it. I'm going to just leave it at that. We're going to be careful because a lot of people are going to say, we did this in the name and he going to say, but I didn't know you. And um, that's the scary part because when God say idolatry, we don't really want to put it like, and, and this is why I feel like he said in the spirit, it's going to be a facelift because you have to know the fruit. And I'm talking about like on the fruit of like all around, like really um, look to see the fruit because we can be fooled for a season and understand um, what not to, who to follow and what not to follow. Because a lot, and I'm not referring to Kanye right now, a lot of these celebrities dabble in witchcraft. A lot. And they say the name of Jesus, but we know that a house can't be divided with against itself. But they'll say it. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of wolves and sheep clothing. In a book I read, I'm reading, it says that um, the problem to wolves and sheep clothing means that sheep need to go in wolves clothing to expose them. Yeah, also, yeah I see. I also feel like uh, this season's going to bring a lot of transparency. Like how um, you guys were talking about influence and like new people coming up. Like I feel like a lot of people have been turned down and turned off by the church by the lack of transparency and realness. It's just been a whole bunch of, oh, God delivered me and I don't have no desires. I don't have, and, and don't get me wrong. Like there, I, I completely understand there are people out there that, you know, you got delivered and you don't think about it at all. Great for you. There's people out there who, aren't who don't have that there's new babes in christ who have not experienced that yet and so that like like i know a lot of people have told me like my podcast personally and this one like is refreshing because of the sense of like it's real like it's real life it's i'm not sitting up here sugarcoating how i feel i'm not sitting up here sugarcoating none of it for you but i am going to tell you jesus is the only way the truth and the life 
Like nobody gonna get to the father except through him. You got to live a certain type of way. But like two, like there's gonna be people that come up that can understand that two things can be very true at the same time. While one thing is the overall like requirement. Hopefully that makes sense. But yeah, um, now feasible. No, break that down. What would I just say? Yeah, two things can be true at the same time by one, but while one is the overall requirement. Okay, gotcha. Um, but y'all, guess what time it is? It's time for our SOS segment. So today we are discussing. Um, if this was on our YouTube, this will be uh, kind of fitness and faith, I believe. Um, <laughs> and I only want to do that because I haven't made a YouTube video yet to get to say it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> don't do me. But because um, that's how we be sounding, like we gotta get it together. <laughs> In the new year, I see that too. We gonna shift. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um. We talking about fitness and faith. And so um, we're talking about Kyrie Irving and him and how he feels about the vaccine. Um, Atina, you want to explain a little bit more and then I'll read an excerpt from his article. Um. Actually, see, I wasn't even ever thinking about bringing this as an SOS uh, topic, but uh, Nafisa did. And um, we know that Kyrie Irving, I don't know, a thing with Kyrie Irving, he also thinks the world is flat. So there's that. OK, um, but in this instance, for me, with Kyrie Irving, he's just feeling like, no, he took a stance where he does not want to get the vaccine. And he feels like um, for him personally, he doesn't want to do it. Meanwhile, other people are coming up against him saying, how you turning down millions of dollars? You're letting your teammates down. And he's just like, to my personal beliefs, I don't believe that I want to get vaccinated. And there's some people who is out here saying he's stupid and this is what's wrong with the world. And everybody out here, um, you know, causing those the unvaccinated is the problem. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, because I believe he has a right to say no. And it's not like he's going to the basketball coach and like, yo, make me play. But they like you letting down the team. And it's like, yo, it, is it about the team? Because I seen an article with um, uh, something stern. I forget his name. Howard Stern. There we go. And he said he is stupid for turning down millions of dollars. So it points back to the money. And I'll be like, it points back to the lead and what they're bringing in. And if this man feels like he's well enough off to stand on his own and be like, I don't want the vaccine, by all means, let him live. And so I wasn't going to bring it up, but Nafisa said, yo, we should have this as an SOS topic. And I was like, yeah, I guess, you know. It's important, especially being that as we're going into this new year, new shift, how are we going to see things shifting as far as now? Because they're even going to court um, with the president about trying to make the vaccine a mandate. And we know that they released the vaccine for children 5 to 11. Um, you all know where I stand on it. My Lord, my Savior, uh, the one who, <laughs> the ones of dark sayings gave me this dream way before there was a vaccine. And my stance is it's a no for me. You know, but I will respect those and be protected in any which way. I have wisdom. Um, thank you, Jesus. And so, yeah. So Kyrie is like, no, he's not doing it. He's willing to stay home. He's not up for it. And he's willing to sit out games. Like, I won't play then. And everybody's calling him dumb, stupid, and all these other things. Okay. Um, so quick um, excerpt from an article by i believe it's by um young missuk and it is from espn this was written on october 14th 2021 and it's about kyrie Irving when he went live and spoke on the situation um, i'm just going to read the parts that are direct statements from him um kyrie said this is about my life and what i'm choosing to do the financial consequences i know i do not i do not want to even do that 
but it is but in it is reality that in order to be in New York City, in order to be on a team, I have to be vaccinated. I chose to be unvaccinated, and that was my choice. And I would ask you all just to respect that choice. I'm going to just continue to stay in shape, be ready to play, be ready to rock out with my teammates, and just be a part of this whole thing. This is not a political thing. This is not about the NBA, not about any organization. This is about my life and what I am choosing to do. Um, he went on to continue speaking. It's about a two-minute video, I believe, but that was just a small excerpt. Um, and so, what y'all feel? Y'all let him think or swim. Who up first? Um, I will go get him. I was going to go get him. The thing is about our society is that we're such hypocrites. Like, I know that our thing is, you know, we should have a choice, especially when it comes to sexuality. We should have a choice. We should have a choice. And it, that is, you know, something that we yell, not we as individuals, but as a as a society, we yell that, you know, like, yeah, we need to have a choice in this and that. But when it comes down to things like this, it's, oh, he's dumb. He's stupid. The vaccine is to help other people. So he shouldn't have a choice. Well, should we have a choice or not? I mean, I thought you said we should have a choice. So why are you angry about this person choosing not to take the vaccine? It's totally up to him. You know, I mean, I don't know about know much about him. I know Auntie said he believes the earth is flat. I don't know about none of it. I don't. But I would go get him because, yeah, like it's so it's too many people saying that they, they would, you know, without saying it, that they would let him sink, basically. You know, he should, you know, he should take the vaccine because it, it's just... Yeah, he should have a choice, just like everybody else wants to have a choice in everything else. Why can't he have a choice to not take? Right, right, right. Because um, just to add on to that before the next person go, uh, I know a while ago, Billie Eilish had a concert and Miss Ma'am was up on, I don't know if she for the vaccine or not. Let me just start with that. Um, like, I'm just using her as an example of like what you were saying about society because she was up on stage and talking about how um like she didn't because i think the abortion ban had just passed or something like that and so she was saying how my body my choice our bodies our choice um y'all need to stop speaking on us shut the f up stuff like that and it's just like yeah everybody screams my body my choice but when it comes to the vaccine it's like where where does that go <laughs> Like my body, my choice. So yeah. Um, who else? Y'all let him sink or swim. I'ma swim. I agree with both you and Jerkata. Um I believe he has a right to say what he wants and don't want to put in his body and nobody should be like trying to force people to do that. So I feel like he has his choice and it, they should respect his decision. And yes, I'm going to go get him. because I... Isabella, you swimming out for Mr. Um, Mr. Irvin? Yeah, yeah, I am. And I feel like he's, he's not the only one. There's probably others as well um, who are choosing not to take the vaccine. Maybe he's the only one getting the most um, press about it. Um, and the thing about him letting his teammates down, um, he well, he had he has this choice. They didn't have to <laughs> have to make him mandated, but they did, and he's allowed to make this choice um, about putting something in his body. So yeah, I mean, props to him for keeping his stance on this. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna go swim. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I already know I'm swimming. I don't like we're all flat or not. We could talk about that on the boat while I'm saving you because, like, bro, you serious? Like, let's eat this. 
<laughs> let's eat some food and talk about why you think the earth is flat, but I'm saving him. I'm, I'm going out, I'm swimming because at the end of the day, everything y'all said is so hypocritical. My choice, my body, but we can get abortions and we can kill off generations. And that's why all of a sudden the social security is a Ponzi scheme and we we kill up how we, how how at the same time we want to break generational curses, but we like give um, this murder babies. How at the same time people want to be like, well, we can't put them in the system because all they do is mistreat people. But I don't see you getting your house with an abundance of kids just adopting. I am, listen, it's not even, it's like, no, y'all whipped up something that once it has facts, it has facts, it has articles. Nobody presents the fact that this thing fails after six months is not even fully regulated. And um, I believe is part of a control system. And that's the first thing. If I tell you what to put in your body, then yeah. <laughs> but also I could tell you, you can kill your, you can kill, kill off generations. You can castrate yourself. Absolutely not. I'm saving him. He needs to get on the boat. We still gonna talk about why he think um, the world is like a pita bread. I just want to know. I got questions, so I got to save him to ask these questions. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saving him. And and and, and if you want to know what what got me is that most uh, most people that has money kept saying you turning down all this money, you stupid. That right there is a spirit of mammon. It wants you to bow to anything for money. How much? How much? How much do your life cost? cost because my life was paid by the ultimate price and I don't think nobody could buy that back my dowry was paid for and they like you stupid you turning down millions of dollars and the fact that he said he know that what he's like he can see what financially what it is and people's like oh so you think you good why do everybody have to have more money um than you than you need you get what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure this man is well off until some things happen. And I really believe that nobody let the dust settle because it's funny how we was just in a worldwide pandemic. And then everybody was in a rush to get sports back. And sports is something that is major, but y'all took your time to open these schools properly. Y'all took your time to get these people off the streets and feed our hungry. It's just so funny what we value and what we don't value. And everybody keeps saying, I want to get back to normal, but was normal even working? I don't even know what normal was. Who told us that was normal? So there's that. So yes, I'm saving him. I'm swimming. All right, well, I'm a... Uh... I'm going to get our boat prices together, see how much it is to rent a boat, and we're going to go out and get him. Because, yeah. Like, one thing I like, and mind you, Antonina, I feel like, like, <laughs> I don't, I'm a disclaimer, I don't think the earth is flat. But I am going to say I don't know. I'm just going to leave it at that. But, uh, because it's interesting. Like, it's interesting when you do some research and start looking at stuff. It's just an interesting topic <laughs> and concept to look at but um um what was i saying yeah i'm going to get him because one thing about the vaccine or just things of that nature when you're in a position of influence or have a choice to make that involves getting more influence or about some money or something anything that goes against your morals is selling your soul in my opinion like Nobody, like, when people say sell your soul, they don't literally mean you sat there with the devil and was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, no, like, because if you call the name of Jesus, Jesus can bring you out of anything. So, anywho, um, I feel like with that, he just has morals. Like, if he's a believer or not, I don't know. But it just goes against his morals. And I feel like that has to be respected, especially when it's about something as simple as money that he already has. Like Antonina said, the man got enough money, more than enough, I'm sure, for the time being. Um, and I feel like when it comes to that, he good and he don't care. He not putting nothing in his body. And one thing I'm not against is people getting it. But what I'm also not against is forcing on people. That's like us going around forcing people to get abortions. Like, what? You wouldn't force nobody to kill their baby if they didn't want to. So, like, and I'm going to always bring it back to that because, like like we said, like, it's about the body. It's about the body. Y'all talking about my body, my choice. But babies, that's not your body. Like, that's a whole other human being. When somebody kills a pregnant person, they're charged with two accounts of murder. 
So all of a sudden it's your body and your choice when you don't want it. But anywho, that's another topic for another day. Um, but yeah, we're going to get him, y'all. We're going to get him. So before we go, is there any last comments, um, requests, questions, anything we want to add or say? I just want to bring up that um, Auntie said that um, Kyrie thinks the earth is a pita bread. That was a very interesting, um, a very interesting way. I'm hungry. I want carbs. Um, so there's that. Um, no, something that Nathaniel said, but it slipped my mind. Like just what you was closing out. Um, it was like he has enough. He has more than enough. I just... Um, Darn it. I don't know. It slipped my mind, but I disagree with how you just closed that out because um, these are all very good um, points. And um, I just want us to be able to see that and to respect these choices right there. Oh, that's what it was. See, I knew it. Um, I'm not against people getting it or not getting it. I know what was told to me. And if anything, I'm listening because I have people in my family and my mom did something with my niece and she had her get it. And I totally disagree. And I admonish my mom not to do it. And she did it when I wasn't around and she did so. And but again, to each his own. But um, if they can control what they do, you do to your children. I'm just saying we have to see what is ushering in and nobody sees it. And everybody's like, I want to return to normal. You ain't never going to return to normal, whatever you thought that was. And again, I'm not telling you not to get it. I'm not telling you to get it. What I'm saying is what I'm not doing. And if you ask me why, and if you feel like um, whatever I've spoken on is a reason that you don't want to make that choice, I still will say, take it to God and pray on it and let God direct you with this. Because God directed me way before there was even a vaccine and that's crazy so i trust god and um i believe that Kyrie Irving is trusting what he is what he know again and i don't know if he's a believer or not but he's just like it's my choice and it's not easy for people and influence to make a choice like that like you know come on he turned it he ain't turning down a little bit of money he ain't turning down a nine to five i mean but at the same time i feel like like, when you watch the video, like, his live, like, he was very calm about it. Like, I feel like, of course, it took some thought. Like, he probably was like, but at the same time, I feel like from, like, the very first moment, like, he seemed very set in stone. Like, I feel like it was, it was a bit like, oh, like, like how we said, like, he had, he understood, I feel like he understands the fact that he has enough money for the time being. So, and somebody eventually, like, something eventually is going to happen. Like, I don't, I don't need that, like. I'm not getting no vaccine though. Like I feel like that's how he felt about it. Like I'm not getting no vaccine though. Like I may care a little bit, but I ain't getting no vaccine though. And whatever come with that, just come with that. But um, oh, one more thing I want to add is, um, and this may be a personal opinion. I don't know. Y'all tell me before we get off here. Um. Because I'm not going to say I respect people for their choices of choosing to kill their baby. Because I'm going to just put it as plainly as that. Like an abortion is abortion. You killed your baby. Um, but I'm not going to desensitize but like myself to the facts of certain things. Like some women do it for their health. And like I'm not going to, what is that, devalue your reasons, devalue your feelings behind whatever you do. I am going to say, like, I'm not, I don't stand in agreement with anyone killing their baby. Like, okay, if you, if it come down to you having the baby and you in the midst of it and you got to choose between you and the baby, okay, I understand. But, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there, like, because it can come off very, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, belittling? Demeaning? I don't know. One of them words. Um. And I don't want to come off that way because I understand circumstances. I understand feelings, people at certain stages in their life. So, yeah. But don't kill your babies, y'all. Just don't sleep with people if you don't want to have no baby. I don't know. Um, I never recovered. It's still very traumatizing for me. Um, I was young. 
I went. I remember the picket lines. I remember the people screaming. I remember my mom saying, don't look at the signs. I remember um, it's still very um, um, traumatizing for me and to me. And, um, you know, I think about it now to this day. Uh, I don't think you was desensitized as someone who's been through that. I understand where you was coming from and what you were saying. And I will admonish them not to also, and let's get that child um, into the hands of someone. Even Nick Cannon made a song some years ago about when his mother made the choice and she was on the table and then decided not to. You don't know who that person is. That is a person. I want people to stop saying it's just the size of a pea. It doesn't matter. There's a soul attached to that. Um, I feel I, I want it to be where it can be a place where, you know, and one of the things in the New a new shift that if I'm going to restore and break generational curses and restore families, that that will be a thing of saving people who want to get rid of a child um, and place them in safe places. Because um, as a woman, I never recovered and I was 16 and I'm still like 35. I'm 36 now. I, um, I never recovered mentally even, you know, so um, I thank you for saying that though, but I understood also at the same time. So that's today's episode, y'all. New year, new shift, new revelation, new transparency, new level of faith and realness, y'all. We love y'all and we will see y'all in 2022. See y'all next year. Bye, y'all. Bye. When you say give me a ring, you really meant a ring, huh? Turn out to be more than just a fling, huh? Three hours to get back up home.